1: You're listening to Fox Given, the one with Becky from Anti-Diet Riot Club. Hey Becky.
2: Hi. hi guys. That sounds like me but it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Reed, you are not supposed to say hi now. Okay, if you couldn't if you didn't notice already, this is our first attempt at recording um, remotely completely. So we're all in different areas in London on our little laptops trying to give you a Fox given episode. Yeah, welcome
2: to the quarantine edition.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is COVID-19 podcasting. (laughs) Literally.
2: Becky, please tell
3: our lovely Curious Fuckers a little bit about yourself. Oh, hello, Curious Fuckers. I love that name. Um, I am Becky Young. (laughs) I'm the founder of Anti-Diet Riot Club, which is a platform and rebel community and event series dedicated to dismantling diet culture um, and educating people about the dangers of dieting and body shame and fat phobia and trying to empower those people to leave dieting in their past and embrace their bodies as they are right now without wanting to change them Um, and we do that through events and workshops, talks meetups we did a big festival in January which was all day of body positive anti-diet sex positive content um and we also just try and give a platform to the campaigners and activists and like academics who are really um changing the field and paving the way for the work that we do and try and get them out to all the people.
2: Amazing, so, Becky. Round of a fucking so applause. <laughs> <laughs> you are changing the world for the better. That sounded so sarcastic. I promise you it wasn't.
3: <laughs>
1: How did Thanks. you get into that, Becky? I appreciate
3: it. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. I, I, I'm an events manager, freelancer in the events world and I have been for quite a while. So... Mm this was my way of kind of giving back to the body acceptance community, which had changed my life. So I had been dieting since I was sort of 13, 14 on and off. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if I was not dieting, I was feeling shit about my body and feeling so much guilt and shame that, you know, it was equally as bad as when I was on a diet. Um, And Mm. so I had this kind of epiphany moment in 2015, 2016, And I discovered the online body positive BOPO community. And it really just totally changed my outlook. I had a complete mindset shift and realized I'd been wasting all my time and money and energy on these diets that were actually built to fail. And my body was just reaping Mm. the consequences of that through this like yo-yo weight loss and weight gain. Um, And my mental health was affected, too. And I was like sick of it. And so I read and researched and found out as much as I could about the kind of anti-diet field. Um, mm. And then I came back from a long traveling trip and wanted to do something myself. I was actually just like unemployed and very frustrated in London <laughs> and also <laughs> going through a heart- yeah. my biggest ever heartbreak. Um, and oh, I- no! I yeah, I actually managed to make something beautiful come out of that, which was I. I decided I wanted to do like a kind of support meeting, like a like a Weight yeah. Watchers meeting, but anti diet. Um, yeah, amazing. We speaker, so I, yeah, so I booked Megan Crab to speak. Met Body Posse Panda. You probably know her. She spoke yes. at the first yeah, she's ever amazing. one, and we sold out. A hundred people came, and it was great.
2: That's amazing. Oh, so so good. Like turning a potential weakness into like a strength, like a superpower. That's what we've got to do with that. Anything we're going through, any shit we're dealing with.
1: I feel like breakups can like be such an inspiration and like real big boost Mm -hmm. to kind of, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, turn what is sort of like pain in your life into something really creative and like something that's going to help other people because I think when you're like when you are going through like heartbreak and you really are like really going through it yourself like for some reason it's really cleansing to then like help other people
2: Mm. Mm. it 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 does it well it's supposed to be there to motivate you because obviously we go through the stages of heartbreak and being depressed and being down and and blaming everything on ourselves but once you start turning that around and it's almost like you, especially if they've broken your heart, you want to, you have to see it as almost like a productive revenge where you're like, right, well, I'm going to (laughs) show you what you're missing out on and and what you messed up on. So I'm going to do all this amazing stuff. And in turn, that that starts off being revenge, but it actually just ends up benefiting yourself overall anyway. Revenge.
3: Exactly. (laughs) It's just basically a huge learning curve and you Mm. you gain so much out of it really really without realizing it I mean it would have been very easy for me and I think it is for a lot of people to completely blame the breakup of this relationship on me and my body because I tended to do that a lot so any rejection that I experienced was it's because I'm fat or it's because I'm ugly you know that kind of mindset Mm. and so I'm I managed to somehow because I had this like t- emotional toolbox that I gained from learning so much about what like radical body politics and you know what the diet industry was doing and diet culture and how that made me think about myself I managed mm. to have s- somehow the strength to be like okay I'm not going to blame this all on my body in fact I'm just going to try and make other people bring other people along this like empowering ride with me and hopefully I can help someone. Buck number one
0: the last fuck.
3: So apart from my own fucking of myself, uh, which I've obviously been doing quite a lot of during quarantine, um, (laughs) (laughs) quite a lot of, I'm going to say my last fuck was in Brazil. (laughs) Brazil? Brazil? Oh, my God, <gasps> holiday sex. Holiday Bendy. sex is the best. Yeah, it, and Brazil is next-level sexual. Like, it was unreal. Ah. I actually went there with not having had sex with someone else for quite a while. and Oh, really? Yeah, like, not... It wasn't, like... I don't know, I just hadn't really... My fuck buddy kind of, like, stopped being my fuck buddy. And... um mm. I hadn't really met anyone and it was just a bit of a dry patch not like massive but anyway I went to Brazil and it was like an awakening of the senses and the sensuality because the first the first night I get there um we're like up until 3am and this Brazilians are so forward well a lot of them are um and this girl's like you know, I want to take you into the bathroom and kiss you. Can I do that? And I'd, I'd been in Brazil <gasps> for about three hours and I was like, I fucking love Brazil. Yes, please. We can definitely <laughs> go into the bathroom. <laughs> and wow. um, it, yeah, it kind of continued like that. Everyone's really forward there. They don't, they don't mess about with like sort of English politeness. They're like, I like you and I want to kiss you. So I was there for Rio Carnival, which mm-hmm. was incredible. Uh, this is like, there's like weeks of partying before carnival, and they basically, the Brazilians, the local Brazilians, they break up with their boyfriends and girlfriends before and they get back together <laughs> with <them> afterwards. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's it's pretty crazy. amazing. And so that's so cool. there. If you say like, "Oh, I have a I have a I have a partner." They're like, "What?" They look at you in, in like absolute shock. Like, "Why do you have a boyfriend right now?" It's carnival. Park. That's
2: insane. I never knew about that. We have to go Florence. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so yeah, it, good.
3: <laughs> it's, it was kind of my idea of heaven. So basically, when you're there as well, you everyone is just getting off with everyone you hold someone's wow. eye for like two seconds and they just come up and they're just like go towards you for a snog and you're like yeah okay I mean it, to, sometimes it can be a little bit forward um and I think a lot of people might find that overwhelming but I fucking love it so I was <laughs> having a great time.
1: That sounds so incredible so you were having like all this sex during the carnival? Uh
3: yeah, before and after, not as much during because like just, the seven days of carnival is so mad, um, just partying, there's not, you're just knackered, I don't don't really think, I did have, mm-hmm. I actually got with one person during carnival but before carnival on my like second or third day we went to like a pre-carnival party with one of the hostel, I wasn't staying in but I'd met someone on the plane on the way there, this guy from Manchester and made Ooh. friends with him. And uh yeah, he was super lovely and super hot, but there just wasn't a thing there between us. But he took me to his hostel, which had loads of really cute people there. Um, and mm. then we went to this big party, and I met this Dutch Egyptian guy, and we
2: mm, actually hello. this is
3: not the last time that I had sex, but we that night we went to what they call in Brazil love hotels. Yeah. Which are like ah. basically seedy little motels and made to have sex in because obviously it's quite a Christian country and I'm guessing like the young people and sex workers and things like that but loads of people basically use these sex these love hotels um wow uh, yeah it's really cool I didn't know that it was one I just thought it was like a cheap motel that you could just rock up at any time of the night and buy I was like it's just a very convenient place to have sex (laughs) if you don't and he was like, no, this is a sex hotel. Like, and I was like, no, it's not. Like, it's just a really convenient place. And then he was like, have you seen the menu on the table? And he showed me this menu that was like on the bedside table. It was called like 69 line. And um, it was a fold-out, a fold-out menu with like dildos, butt plugs, like condoms, <laughs> fancy dress outfits that you could ring up on the phone and they'll come deliver it
2: that's amazing, that's amazing. That's so, why do we not have like yeah. the
3: UK fuck why are we so boring yeah. I know it was really epic was and I was cool. like that, that, I was like you can just get all these different types of lube set in or these like anal beads I was like this is amazing why did we not use this last night why are we just having sort of standard sets? <laughs> where was the butt <laughs> from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway so that guy that I met before carnival we then met up again once at the end of Rio and then I went off traveling for a bit came back and on our last night my last night in Brazil we rented a really fancy room with like a rooftop pool uh, looking over the Copacabana and just had Whoa. like all night well we went actually for a meat buffet and then came back to the room for like a sex buffet it was good. <laughs>
2: That sounds so divine. <laughs> that is such
1: a good last fuck. Yeah, that's so delicious. So much better than just standard sex in London. I mean, hey now, hey now, <laughs> yeah, don't I mean... put down standard sex in
2: London. <laughs> that can be fucking mind-blowing. Yeah,
3: exactly. I don't, it, in terms of, like, the actual sex, like, it was, like, spurred on by the like, the context, the fancy hotel room, the fact that, like, mm. we'd kind of had two encounters before, but this was, like, the first time that we had, like, you know like hours together so we just had loads of sex without it needing to like go anywhere us go anywhere or be up for anything or being really hungover also we were like yeah. like there was like booze and substances involved which was fun
2: yeah and, baby um,
3: yeah and like it was like last night in brazil so we we're just fucking going for it so the whole thing was really like exciting and different which is what sometimes yeah.
1: Sex to me. yeah definitely just like it just when the whole experience is just like completely different to what um you would usually do at home I think that's why holiday sex is so amazing though isn't it because yeah. it's just it's just like nothing you ever usually do which is just, just exciting mm. did you stay in
2: touch or was it like you know whatever stays in Rio is in Rio
3: yeah no we, we, we've got each other on Instagram oh and like we, right. we, we yeah. we've got we, we went to, the, we actually spent the whole next day like doing sort of touristy things together and um, went for like a really classic Brazilian lunch and then went to the airport together because I was meeting my friends, but we were flying at roughly the same time. So we had a whole day. So it wasn't just straight banging. It was like other stuff too, but there was no like, there's no like real feelings there. It was, we were just into each other for the sex, which is, I'm totally fine with. I don't need any other That's feelings. That's amazing. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. Fuck two. The first fuck. Ooh, okay. I don't know. I've listened to a few of the other podcasts and in comparison, mine was like, to some of them at least, mine was really quite perfect. It was with my first boyfriend. Oh. Um, and I mean, this is my first like PNV penetration fuck. I did other sexual stuff before, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah my first what I saw in my mind as my first fuck was with my first ever love we went out for three years and I'd always said I had this like idea in my mind I was 15 at the time I had this idea in my mind that like you know I'd wait for like months and then like after two weeks I was like no way I need to I need to have sex with this person <laughs> I don't know what sex is <laughs> yeah but I need to do it um and I can't really remember much of it like I've got a quite a bad long-term memory I can't remember how it what it felt like. I don't know if you guys can you remember what it actually felt like.
2: Yeah, I do. Um mm. I remember it, I remember it feeling exactly how I imagined it feeling and being like, oh yeah, I kinda expected this. Cause I know it was because I mean I practice with penetration, like shoving objects inside me and fingers, and I, I yeah. assumed it was gonna be like that, but just a little bit more uncomfortable and I think think I think Mm. I hit the
1: nail on the head yeah I don't really remember what the actual sensation was I remember like everything like like surrounding the act of the first time but I remember it feeling like I remember sort of being like okay this is a little bit uncomfortable it's a little bit sore probably just because we weren't using lube um but like the actual sensation I can't really remember I just remember feeling so happy afterwards
3: Mm. oh that's so sweet <laughs> I
1: was just like yes I've done it finally
3: <laughs> yeah mine was mine was pretty like how I would have wanted my first time in like mm. quotation marks to be because I'd had loads of other sexual experiences before and they, I'd also really enjoyed that and I knew I would enjoy it but I didn't in terms of like what I saw as like I hate the word term losing my virginity but at that time that's what I saw it as yeah um yeah uh I I wanted it to be this like special thing with someone that I really liked and I got that and so I'm glad because I know a lot of people who've had really like bad first experiences Mm. um and I know I remember we played we had to like play music because I this I do this a lot when I was having sex for the first time when I was younger I had to have music playing Otherwise, I felt it was awkward. Ah. Yeah,
2: loads of people have So it was interesting. Black Keys. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: Black Keys, Midnight in Her Eyes. And oh my obsessed God. With that song. Yeah. Oh my
1: God, the Black, <clears throat> the Black Keys is like some of my sex music as well. It's so ah. good for having sex too. Nice. I
2: think music's it's like so such amazing. a normal thing though. Because around the time you're losing your virginity, often or not you are living with your parents still. So it's like really normal to like exactly, put yeah. on the music loud to try and yeah. muffle the noises that you're trying to awkwardly have sex but mine was less
3: about like covering up the noises it was more about I didn't want it to feel awkward between me and whoever I was having sex with yeah I definitely remember that feeling quite strongly
1: yeah because when I don't know sometimes when it's all silent and you just sort of like you can hear each other kind of like breathing (laughs) and like you can hear like body parts slapping against each other (laughs) and like if you're already nervous if you're already nervous and you're already feeling awkward sometimes just the silence is a little bit unbearable
3: yeah exactly that's that that was how I felt and I also I was quite self-conscious of my body I guess when I was a teenager and so maybe the music is kind Mm. of a like you know people are funny about like lights on lights off that kind of stuff um it was all about like creating the ambience so I didn't have to focus so much on me
2: Mm. I do also remember
3: one thing from that first time was I have a like a bone disease and it makes means I can't open my hips as much, and I remember just being like, I remember just being like, well, how the fuck do people get in these positions? Like I can't get in these positions because on the movies they mm-hmm. just make it look, and in porn they just make it look so like, like easy, oh simple. God, yeah. And I think for a lot of people it is simple, but for me and my the way my bones are built and the way my body is built, it's not. And I just at the mm-hmm. I remember those first couple of times I was like, what's going on? I swear you, in the movies they just slide right in
1: <laughs> yeah that's really frustrating I can't imagine mm. I mean actually no like porn just sort of puts everyone's expectations like so high when it comes yeah. to positions but like mm. not being able to move your body in like certain ways that you've seen must be must have been well, really porn, frustrating. Well
2: porn's professionals it's like when you know when we look at professional dancers and we're like you know what, I'm gonna get on stage and I'm gonna go and mm. dance and it would just never happen like mm. that porn are professional fuckers that's their job so to to look at yeah so true it's like I guess it's like anyone you know like oh wow that acting is so amazing like I can do that acting and it's it's stuff that we do have to learn as a skill and do practice with and do like not necessarily analyze ourselves but really try and do I best to like learn those skills? It does take time, if not years.
1: Mm, yeah. But you don't, I mean, you don't have to like learn those, like you don't have to learn to be in like loads of no, crazy positions not. because quite a, <laughs> quite lot, quite a lot of the time, what you see in porn isn't even. Oh my that God. Measurable. No. It just kind of looks. Yeah. Good for the camera. I just love some good old
2: missionary. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, me too. Or oh, is it missionary. flat dog, downward dog, like missionary, but flipped over on your stomach. Mm.
3: The lazy oh, bitch. That's, the, that's my favorite one. Yeah, Is that called the flat dog? I don't... It's called, like... Reed, we came up with a name I thought the lazy, the lazy bitch lazy was spoons.
2: Bitch. Oh, no, you are no. right. Yeah, yeah. So the lazy bitch is basically, like, when you're in doggy, but you're lying down. So, like, flat dog. It's yeah.
3: On your stomach. Yeah, yeah. That is hands down my... Hands down. <laughs> hands down my favourite position. It's because it, I swear it just hits all the right
2: spots properly. And, like, you know when you get really turned on and well loosey-goosey, yeah. then... And, like, especially if your partner struggles to come anyway, it's, like, you can really tighten up your legs to to achieve that extra tightness Mm. for him or her or whoever. (laughs) Fuck
1: three.
0: The best fuck.
3: Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I really couldn't decide this. I'm sorry. This was so difficult. (laughs) And... I I think I have a list of like five because they're just... Things are best fucks for so many different reasons. Yeah. It's not always just the most amazing sexual encounter or the most amazing orgasm. There's always something different and I really couldn't choose. So I've got kind of a few different options. Is that all right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, tell us all of them.
3: (laughs) Okay. So the first time that I came just from, like, penetration, not, like, clitoral stimulation. Mm. And it was in the sea. Oh, wow. What? Yeah, and I don't know. Most most of the time I don't really like having sex in, um, like, water because it gets a bit funny. But this yeah. was so perfect. And it was in the sea and it was at night and there were, like, other people around. And it was just amazing.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> were, you, were you skinny dipping?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, by the end of it, I guess you were skinny dipping, but I don't think we went out there intentionally like <laughs> naked. It was I that mean, festival, was this, I think. By the way. It was a Benedorm festival. Benedorm. Uh... Not Benedorm. Uh... No, not Benidorm. Benicassim. Benicassim. <laughs> <laughs> Very different thing. Very different.
1: Just... <laughs> yeah. Just your average holiday in Benedorm. Walking <laughs> in the sea.
3: Probably is. <laughs> yeah true it probably is <laughs> <laughs> okay and then there was the time that uh i cried while having sex on acid whoa that was amazing oh. happy tears oh. yeah tears of complete joy oh that's so good but it was really intense yeah. and i've never cried i've never cried while having sex in a way that it was like this the sex can, can continue um I think if I cried during sex it would be like a massive like hey okay, I need to stop I'm too yeah. emotional but this is like I need to sob and fuck at the same time. <laughs> this is what I need to do. And it was just
2: yeah, it was really cool. That does sound amazing. That's yeah. so amazing.
1: What was it like? What was it like having sex on acid?
3: Um, so acid, like, in exaggerates all of your, everything that you feel, right? So that's in your mind mm. and physically. So eating is incredible on psychedelics often and, um, you know, it can be really overwhelming what you feel and what you see. So it, it accentuates your senses. So it does the same with sex. So it feels like, I mean, I was having sex with a guy and so it felt just like every single nerve ending around his penis inside of me was just on fire like in the best way and I think that's why I was crying because it was just so good I also had been really emotional but the I wasn't when we started having sex I wasn't crying but it just like brought it out again and then I just couldn't stop crying (laughs) it was amazing (laughs) I love that you
2: both were both were like so comfortable enough to keep going whilst whilst sobbing and it wasn't necessarily a turn off because sex because there are like so many different types of tears and crying when it comes to sex you can you can cry during sex because you feel so much pleasure or emotion or you can you can get that sort of weird emotional dip after sex where you come and then you suddenly just explode with emotion or you can get you know you can get really depressed after Mm. sex because it's like a huge rise in in happy hormones and endorphins and then Mm -hmm. suddenly a dip. So there are so many different types of crying with sex. Like my favorite one is, is when I'm coming so much and I like, it's almost like I can't like, I'm so emotional and I can't, emotional sounds like the wrong word because it sounds so negative but it isn't it's like I like the pleasure yeah. is so intense that just like it basically comes out of my eyeballs <laughs>
3: you're basically orgasming out of your experience- eyes yeah, it's <laughs>
2: mainly like after multiple <laughs> orgasms but it just keeps happening and you're like so overwhelmed with pleasure just like <laughs> like fully bawling your eyes out it's so
3: good <laughs> that was actually Coming with my, eyes. one of my uh, long-term boyfriends. So I feel like that's why I was yeah. so comfortable. I think if it had been with someone that mm. I didn't know as well, it wouldn't have been. But like we were just there for each other, and I felt that in a massive way. That's, that's so good. Yeah. So beautiful. That's so beautiful. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on to another one if you have time. Yes,
1: definitely. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. Tell us one more best.
3: I'm gonna say that I had a, <laughs> I had a uh like a celebrating a 1 year bang anniversary last year so Ooh. that's something that i came up with <laughs> i don't know why but this guy <laughs> that i was this guy that i really like really have a lot of love for not like love but we care for each other and we were we met on mm. I think we met on like OkCupid or something and we had sex, really great. And mm-hmm. he went away for a couple of months, came back. And then we basically just became fuck buddies. And yeah. it was the perfect situation because he was really fun. We really got along. He really respected me, loved what I did, loved light Riot Club. Like He was also like set up his own business. We used to talk about business and we used to talk about, um, like we used to help each other and then we used to have great sex and we used to go visit each other wherever we were, but not in any way was it... Like a pressure to be in a relationship, or we didn't expect anything from each mm-hmm. other, and it, we could go for weeks or months without seeing each other. Anyway, we celebrated our one year <laughs> bang anniversary and had this big, big night out like, went for cocktails, went for dinner, played loads of pool, and then um, came back and basically just had like really wild, explorative sex. And I had never done this before but I basically did a lot of stuff with him around his yeah baby, (laughs) that I'd never done before and I really liked like really enjoyed it and he was so open to it I love that um and didn't like I think with other people I've tried to approach it like people are like straight guys are normally into like having a finger up there but like if you're like going down and licking it or you know putting other things up there they're not as keen sometimes and so he Mm -hmm. was just like Mm -hmm. straight up like legs by legs by his shoulders (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was so good and I was just there for ages and just felt like so much power but like not in a bad not in a negative way and just yeah we just We just had a fucking amazing time and that has opened up a whole new world of like Mm. anal play basically for me that I love. Amazing. So that for me, that wasn't even me receiving it, it was giving it to him that was the biggest pleasure.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like, I mean, obviously everyone knows I have a bit an aversion to rimming and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I think it's so cool that like people can, um, I don't know, like just sort of go in with it as well, not be afraid. But it, it, On it, I guess it is becoming more, like, common and people are doing it more and more. Honestly,
3: I was not into it. The thought of going down to someone's, mm. like, bum hole, especially guys if they're hairy, that turned me off so much. Like, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> but this was, <gasps> like, the situation was, like, we felt both really free. I was super horny and so was he. And we had, like, mm. we don't, we weren't, like, in a, I guess we were in a relationship that was, like, prime to experiment sexually rather than like being complicated with other emotions and so yeah Mm -hmm. I just felt like that was the time and it felt great and it it like he loved it and I was I guess it's a
2: stereotype isn't it it's it's this idea that like (laughs) men's bum holes are, are filthy and it's like that that is such a mm. an evil stereotype to have it's like yeah what so you can go down on me and go mm. down on my ass but i can't do it to you because yeah. you have a male bum hole yeah. and it's, it's it's exactly the same with like exactly. a lot of women are submissive a lot of men are dominant and it's seen as a very submissive thing to do but it doesn't have to yeah. be and it shouldn't be something that stops you from enjoying yeah. just another form of pleasure for both of you like giving and receiving we, I think we just got to abolish those stereotypes and like mm-hmm. fully go tongue in deep, more <laughs> <laughs> Becky,
1: Becky, how did you like get over that f- like that fear that you had and like just sort of go in there and do it? Like, what was that moment that you were just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna lick his bum."
3: I genuinely don't know. Like, I don't know if that was a conscious decision. <laughs> I just think that I was. Um, I mean, I love giving low jobs, so. I think Uh is they're in the same area and it just kind of like (laughs) I know (laughs) so many guys like being stimulated around the area and then he just basically said that I could use my mouth and you must have just felt comfortable um, enough to have a go exactly I think I just had a go and then I realized that I like it wasn't bad and that I wasn't gonna Mm -hmm. like i didn't feel at the time i wasn't like scared of getting (laughs) poo in my mouth even though i didn't but you know like the thought the thought didn't come into my head really i was just like really it was like it was adding to the sexual experience it made it like so much more exciting and enjoyable for me and him i hope and yeah and then that was just like my focus for the next hour so good oh my god an hour not always not always not an hour of reading just like that's, other that's objects unpowerful. as well
2: like, um, yeah that is amazing i guess it's like so with funny. any kind of anal stuff or any kind of sex stuff this is a
0: this is an advert from better help therapy online this is an ad from better help therapy
1: online just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like matched. Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way, I can't do this. <laughs> Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge.
0: With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <laughs> with over a thousand. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated.
1: As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey. <laughs> Meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage and also... we wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuff in the show
0: notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah,
2: check it out and come say hi. If you're not sitting there thinking like, yeah, oh my God, I'm going to get a log in my mouth or like, oh, I'm going to get a hair at the back of my throat or yeah. <laughs> like there's gonna be a bit of blood on my tongue you know you kind of just it, it is part and parcel but you, that shouldn't be the thing that stops you from enjoying like a new
1: level of pleasure yeah exactly mm. and guys need to open up about their bum holes because yeah, baby. it's world of pleasure for them
3: oi, oi, open, up. <laughs> open up get them lips
2: wide them bum hole lips yeah. <laughs> fuck number four the worst
1: fuck
3: Okay, I think this has got to be my worst fuck, actually. And it was years ago, but the whole thing was just such an absolute failure. So I, with my first boyfriend um, and (laughs) uh, another couple that we were sort of best friends with, um, Mm. we wanted to have a foursome. (laughs) And Ah. we were like, I don't know, we were like 16, 17 or something. Um and I'd never done anything like that before I don't think but we basically planned it we wanted really wanted to do it and it just like it was just the most awful thing Forsons are terrible like it just ends up being two it ends up just being like two couples doing it next to each other and then you like try and kind of swap but then it's like super awkward yeah and then like um my boyfriend like couldn't keep it up at the time <laughs> and got like really embarrassed and then the other guy got really angry uh, because he was like just like blocking me in a way not angry what? but just basically like just sort it sort sort it out to my boyfriend and me oh, me and the girl hell. we were just like <laughs> we were just kind of having a <sighs> good time with us two. but like they were too straight to like get off it was just it was absolutely like bloopers and I think someone got like hit in the face and no.
1: then
3: my boyfriend like ra- my like my boyfriend stormed off in like a huff oh, no. oh shit I think it
1: was just
3: I think it was just me and the girl left there just 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 us two getting off in the end so
2: yeah it was wow. a, I mean I do agree foursomes can be really complicated but they don't all have to be horrible I think that might have just been a really awkward time um
3: no they really don't have to be like I think also if it was more of like a if everyone in it was a bit more fluid and it wasn't just, like, two couples trying to have a foursome, it would have been a pair. And there's, like, loads of group situations where they can be really fun. But this was particularly terrible yeah
2: that that does sound especially if like your your partner like went off in a half and like someone else took the piss for you. not getting hard um yeah we the last three uh, sorry the last foursome my partner thomas and i had was in a hot tub and the exact same situation happened with um the other fella couldn't get hard so we ended up like swapping around anyway and i do not recommend having a foursome in a hot tub because one i got so many vagina issues from that got like (laughs) bacterial infections and pelvic inflammatory disease which I think came from them also like it's such a slippery uncomfortable surface so you're trying to fuck and then like the amount of times that I fell over I like cracked my rib and because because the way that hot tubs are formed you don't really know where your footing is like you're you're either like on some uncomfortable bit so I wouldn't recommend it but it was still a great experience I would never have like not wanting to have that experience it was just yeah kind of it was really interesting
1: I guess it's different with group sex as well because, like, awkward things can happen with one person during during having sex. So when there's, like, four of you, there's just so much more room for error. Yeah, the, the risk is <laughs> higher. Fuck number five.
3: The fuck that made me. Um, okay, this also was hard to choose, but I have to say... <laughs> the <laughs> the first time that I had well the first time that I came from someone going down on me which is my ex-boyfriend the one that broke my heart Aww. um and that was totally game-changing because I just thought that I always had to use like my hands or vibrators or something to to yeah. get myself off during sex and that I wouldn't be yeah. able to come from someone going down with me and now I can all
1: the time and I love it so amazing I think like especially for women like being not being able to orgasm is a very common thing but I think that also has a lot to do with our sexual partners and them not having the right knowledge and like not being taught well enough to actually um pleasure us in in a healthy way because I guess in sex education no one ever talks about pleasuring women it's always about the male orgasm so like I just I think that people don't put enough effort when it comes into really trying to make us come so it's kind of understandable that that happened to you
3: yeah and also I think that I hadn't quite invested in the mindset that you sometimes mm. need to like do it at first, like to really relax and to really feel comfortable and to like, yeah. give yourself to that person in a way.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. You kind and of, have I kind to of thought it. that if it wasn't happening yet, then it wasn't, it wasn't ever going to happen. And I was waiting too much for the end result rather than just mm-hmm. enjoying the process. Do you see what yeah.
1: I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. We get in our heads so much when it comes to orgasming, especially when you haven't had one and you're just like, it has to come now and it's never going to happen if we're thinking about it too much because you just need to like properly let go and fully relax
2: I really find that with oral if someone's going down on me I find it really hard to come because not only is their head between my legs and I'm also thinking about like what does my vagina smell like what does it taste like what does it look like but also Mm -hmm. it's like I you know I'm there's a lot of focus and attention on that area And what if I don't come, or what if I can't? Like, I I find it really hard to focus. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and and get out of my mind. And it's so frustrating because it's like, oral is some of the best pleasure you could possibly get.
1: Oh, fuck. I love oral sex so much.
3: I know, me too now. It's my favourite. But up until that point, I think I just hadn't had people that were that good at it. Yeah. Or maybe I just hadn't been in the right state as well.
2: Mm. Or that invested, because I think with oral sex with anyone, all genders, you have to be invested and you have to even if someone yeah, says oh no I, I, I don't come that way then making them feel comfortable enough to say like hey if you do or you don't that's no big deal like I just want to do this I want to experiment I'm happy to do this for a long time you know there's no pressure there and I think that that really plays a part in being able to orgasm via oral
1: mm, yeah definitely yeah I, totally. I, that's a massive game changer suddenly being able to come during oral sex yeah baby yeah <laughs> For fuck's sake so this week's sex question is my question to you come curious is should you leave your partner if they're not open to trying new things i've been with my girlfriend for two years now she's an amazing girlfriend loves me inside and out and is an amazing source of strength for my bad days and my good i know she sees us as a long-term thing and i think i would too except the sex leaves a lot to be desired i've been lucky enough to have some really intense sexual experiences in my life before meeting her i'd come out of a very trusting fwb relationship what's an fwb relationship i'm not sure
3: friends Hmm. with benefits oh yeah
1: (laughs) ah yes must be that where we'd explored all sorts from sexting sending receiving nudes right through to the more intense things such as having sex in public edge play dirty talk power play and my all-time dirty favorite rimming and being rimmed it was awesome
3: is this my is this my fuck
1: buddy oh my god imagine if it was um and to share a deep (laughs) trust and connection with someone enough to explore our deepest fantasies and mind-blowing and incredibly hot and something i'd Imagine to share with my next partner. This is a very long story. I think I might cut it there and go back to their first question, which is: Should you leave your partner if they're not open to trying new things? Well, that's such a deep question, but I'm going to say yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Obviously, it's it's, cutting.
2: It's way more complicated than that. I mean, if if you're asking that simple question, should you leave your partner if they don't want to explore new things, then like if they don't want to explore new things and you do there's a clear answer there but there's always Mm. compromise and communication and it we don't know necessarily the full story like I can't imagine that someone's going to turn around and say no I don't want to try anything new ever
1: yeah it's all down to communication though isn't it so if if they have communicated with her previously and she's just like eh, yeah I'm not really into that and all these things are obviously really important to you I would say yeah it's probably it probably is worth um leaving your partner
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's so deep but unfortunately if if they're not willing to compromise and try things out for you then uh, especially if it's like if it's like you know your your biggest king or your most yeah like your fetish or something if my partner wasn't okay with it then I wouldn't really know what to do yeah sex is
1: such an important part of a relationship Mm. it depends on whether you can like work your way around it what do
2: you think Becky give us some of your sweet ass knowledge
3: um I mean my first instinct was that to ask if this person has really ask if they have anything if their partner has anything that they're interested in mm. that they haven't tried if like there's if there's ways in which they can explore less extreme things that she's into that they haven't tried rather than just all the things that he they whoever it is has on their menu of like desires yeah. um and whether it's being really properly communicated like this is so important to me um this is maybe a deal breaker because sex is a such important part of my identity and yeah. how I want to have a relationship because yeah. if it's just like in the throes of a moment someone might she might be really embarrassed to explore new things. Mm-hmm. she might have insecurities or yeah. um be scared and just need to know that it's safe to like do these things and um I don't know I think there's so many questions there
1: yeah it's about making like a really comfortable space to allow her to kind of potentially explore those things as well yeah
2: like why why doesn't she want to give them a go mm. What what is stopping her is there been something she might have she might have these
3: issues yeah. around
2: like ptsd um, or maybe someone's like taught her that it's not okay no. or not made her feel comfortable enough it's deviant mm, yes yeah like god is watching yeah. you know <laughs>
1: Yeah. Actually, there is there is a little bit more to this story. It's shedding more light on what we're just saying. It says, early on in my current relationship, it became clear my girlfriend didn't share the same love for sexual exploration and adventure. Yeah. Upon sharing these kinks with her early on, she quickly expressed a lack of interest um, or disgust for disgust. them. Disgust! In brackets. <gasps> Deep! I found it hard to accept these micro rejections, but did not want to pressure her instead of hoping that over time and as we grew into our relationship she'd warm up to the idea of exploring things with me ultimately this was my mistake yeah so I recognize that is a it mistake. Seems like everyone yeah. loves to hope
2: the thing is like we we meet someone and then we we get like little red flags or things that we don't necessarily like about them but hope that they will change and that's the last thing we yep. should ever wish on our partners is like is Hoping oh they'll God. change because it, mm. unfortunately it never happens unless they want to change themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I had so much hope in my last relationship that the sex would come back and it yeah. never did like ultimately that's why we, it, I wasn't having that much sex for like three years and there was still that little bit of hope like maybe on the fourth yeah or maybe in the <laughs> fifth year we'll we will start having sex again that'd be sick <laughs> right if you like if you go over the five-year hump and then after
2: five years that like, honeymoon period happens again comes back <laughs> yeah oh, no, no, no. comes back
1: around <laughs> that'd be amazing shit i should have waited just that little bit no trust me i I know on my
3: sixth and a half
1: year it doesn't work
3: yeah i think i think (laughs) you guys are probably right in that there is a level of like sexual compatibility that maybe they just these people just don't have
2: yeah it's all it's unfortunate but i mean it, it depends on how much how important this is to you i feel like if you've taken the time to write this out and ask us this question it is quite important to you
3: yeah
1: fucking hell this week's sex story is so i've been listening to the podcast since day one and it's taught me so much about what sex is and what it can be so last night my partner and i were cuddled up in bed touching each other she started giving me head however i find climaxing from a blowjob difficult and feel under pressure to come After 15 minutes or so, I gave up trying to come, and we just lay next to each other, wanking ourselves off, which turned me on Mm. so much. After a few minutes, we were both reaching orgasm at the same time with our bodies shaking. My partner screamed out as she was finishing and I ejaculated over her chest. We were both in ecstasy. It feels so liberating gaining pleasure through non-penetrative sex as i always felt like sex needed to include penetration definitely a lesson the podcast has taught me keep safe in these cra- crazy times this was their so- self isolation hey, story. So oh my cute. god i
3: love that was it so great magical.
1: yeah i think that's also such like a an amazing thing is that like you don't have to sort of come through i don't know oral or penetration like you can literally just sort of both I
3: love coming next to each other touching yourself it's such a great way because you feel totally connected and obviously you're part of the same experience like they're helping you get off and you're having them get off just because you're not touching each other and like I love it when some when you're like telling each other what you want to do to each other but you're not doing it and you're just touching yourself and it's still like still oh yeah
2: yeah
3: yeah yeah especially
2: because it's quite dangerous falling into when you're when, when you live together falling into a sex routine of like um like oral Mm. and then sex the same way and i think it is really important to change things up especially if you want the sex life to continue like try new things and and especially stuff that scares you or makes you feel awkward because i think for a lot of people to masturbate next to their partners can be quite terrifying but like you should Mm. you should run towards the things that terrify you because it will it, it changes your chemicals and and you know you're ticking things off your bucket list i, I think it's a such a beautiful way
1: to reconnect yeah Definitely. what's funny is that they're both like in lockdown together yet they're not even <laughs> that is <laughs> 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 it's like wait wait we're the ones that are all alone yeah, by now you well, guys can not, fuck but, please um, fuck for us <laughs> Hey guys, exactly. the grass is not greener <laughs> on the other side. We have the opportunity to fuck okay. and we
2: haven't, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Becky, how have you been doing during the self-isolation so far? Like, how 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 are you doing? I am.
3: Um, I'm I'm doing well, like mentally. I think I'm I'm actually kind of. Enjoying Mm. the fact that I don't have any pressure. I have loads of excuses to stay home and no pressure to go out. Like FOMO is not a thing anymore. Right. Um, But oh my God, so true. Yeah. But I am definitely very horny and I do keep waking up like, like orgasming, which just means that I'm ready to have sex. So, what? Yeah.
2: Yes, those like really vivid fuck dreams where you wake up like it, like you're doing something very sexual in your dream. You wake up pretty much coming. Yeah, I've, I've, I I can come time. in my sleep
1: I, a lot. I have never experienced. Oh my god, it's that. so good. <laughs>
2: Cause you're not even touching yourself. I'm pretty sure yourself. it's a female. It's a female wet dream. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
3: And at first, like the first couple of times that happened to me, well, maybe the first like 40 times that happened to me. It would I would always wake up just before coming, and then I would have to like try and get back into it. But it's not as it takes the whole like dream away. Like it becomes too real. But now, more recently, yeah. I actually just like all go all like climax in my sleep and wake up and feel like fine and content that I just came. <laughs>
2: Ah, so good! It's like a skill.
3: Yes, it's it's like it's like the new new lucid dreaming.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, that's what you need during self isolation because there's no (laughs) one else there, just yourself.
3: But I can't switch it on. It's just like (laughs) it's just it's more of an annoying thing at the moment because I do kind of just want like someone to be actually doing Mm. it to me (laughs) rather than uh, you. Yeah,
1: frustration. I need yeah, human touch. We, all we have right now is our is our sex toys,
3: mm. um, our own touch. <laughs> I've actually lost the charger for my main that vibrator, too. so I'm really upset. <gasps> no. no, yeah, I'm, ba- I'm back oh, to like the cheap shit ones you know. that I had before. No. <laughs> oh, Becky, you need to order some new ones in. Yeah, I actually had a really amazing womanizer, but then I, they said it was waterproof, but I took it for too long in the bath and it broke. Which isn't a good advert for it, but they said that. (laughs) They said that shouldn't happen, so they might send me a new one. I don't know. Oh shit. So,
1: unfortunately, it is time for us to fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. This has been like a whirlwind trying to record this podcast when we can't even see each other. We're all sitting in our own little rooms by ourselves. I'm actually happy we're um, finishing
2: because it's just, it's been a nightmare. (laughs) It's the first time with a podcast that I'm ever like, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this conversation ending. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that's so rude, Reed. <laughs> so rude. It's,
2: it's just technology. Becky, you've been amazing and lovely, but this I'm technology not taking that personally, don't worry. <laughs> um, oh where, my god. Where can our curious fuckers find you, Becky?
3: All right, you can find me on Anti-Diet Riot Club on Instagram and Facebook or Anti-Diet Riot on Twitter. Also, um, if you want to f- follow me personally, I'm sloppy underscore spice on Instagram.
2: Nice. Amazing. I like it.
1: Beautiful. Well, thank you, thank
2: you so for much, listening. lovelies. Um,
1: yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure. A pleasure. pleasure. A pleasure. A pleasure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we will be here every week still, even though this is through quarantine times you might just have to deal with some um, uh, out of format <laughs> podcasts for now. But if you want to find us, follow us and like and subscribe and all that jazz. You can find us at Come Curious on Instagram and Twitter.
1: And our personal ones, which are at Florence Bark and at Read Amber X. Yay. Please rate, subscribe. (laughs) Do all that jazz. Like it, share it, spread it, spread it. Like, spread it. Without uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, mm. Spread it
2: like your legs, not Corona.
3: Yeah, that's a good exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, we will see okay. you next Thursday. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>